0: This is Sci-Fi Tech Talk. Welcome to Sci-Fi Tech Talk, the podcast where we explore the technology of sci-fi. I'm Mike McPeak, and with me today is Jeff Sire. Hello, everybody. And Julie Keel. Hey there. And this week, we'll be discussing the um, uh, 2016 Netflix movie, Arc, Trapped in a, time, uh, in a lab and stuck in a time loop, a disoriented couple finds a uh, fends off masked uh, raiders while harboring a new energy source that could save humanity. Um, Or as I like to think of this movie, uh, to paraphrase uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, let's do the time loop again and again (laughs) again. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Well, I I mock it, but this was actually not a bad movie. I mean, it's a simple movie. Uh, The total, all of the characters in the movie, there's like nine of them um there's like one house right
1: yeah there's like one set yeah no i got to think about that too this is like a low budget flick i don't know what the budget was but i mean if you had to say Uh, you have to make a really intriguing movie for as little as possible this is the kind of thing that you make you know
0: i think i read somewhere under two million and uh was it 19 days to film it so yeah this was a boom boom uh operation but they they pulled it off i thought
1: I thought it yeah. was a really good show. I mean, yes, I get the plot hole. Joe, yep, got it. But um it's still it's still intriguing and it's still absolutely well, I suppose I could use the word riveting as you're watching it because you're 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 sucked into each and every loop. Um, it doesn't get boring. Sometimes uh, time time loop things, it's like, yeah, whatever. But what did we watch that long source code
0: it's a lot like yeah. source code yeah um yeah and the thing with and i always kind of make the joke uh, time loop uh, movies make my head hurt or time travel movies make my head hurt this one not so much i mean you're trying to um uh, you know you're trying to understand the characters and how what's going on here and i guess it's part of the movie that as you go along you start to understand or learn more about what's going on and how things fit together and who these people really are and what's going on
2: well, it gives you the opportunity to learn along with uh, yeah. Renton or whatever his name is. Right. Like, he doesn't seem to know really at the start almost any any more than you, like only a little bit more than you do. And you're, you know, getting filled in uh, on each loop as well.
1: Right. And the characters, what you learn about each character on each loop is what keeps it intriguing. Yeah. The characters, literally, we mentioned there's like only nine people acting in this movie and you know like two of them are basically voices um every time you see them it's like you're seeing a different person or a different version obviously it's a different version of that person but yeah it it, none of them about the time you think you have them figured out you learn a bit new bit of information and it's it's like oh really (laughs) so
0: well, and they used the uh, the kiss method, keep it simple, stupid, um, because they gave you just enough to you know background stuff for the story to hold together. There's the you got the um, the block, and you've got the uh, Taurus uh, Corporation, and they're in some sort of a battle. We don't know what's going on. You don't need to really expand upon it, but this is the reason why this thing is important. And uh, like I say, they give you just enough stuff to tie the story together. Because I think if they would have tried to explain it more then you would have had problems it's just here's a story we're going to concentrate on this they keep doing over and over and you discover a little bit more each time it happens and just stick with it
1: yeah and you don't need details on it i mean it's it's pulling out one of those tropes about the big corporate bad guy and the little block of rebels um trying to save humanity trying to save you know i suppose the earth trying to save uh, their lifestyle i guess um But, yeah, you don't have any other – I mean, it's all implied. You don't really get any distinct information. And the name Taurus, too, the first times you encounter it in the movie, you only hear it. And so I heard Taurus and thought, you know, Taurus the bull, which I'm sure that's not unintentional. But it's actually spelled T-O-R-U-S which, you know, like good all good internet companies, you know, takes a, an actual word and turns it into something that um, you spell incorrectly and throws off every spell checker everywhere. So um, that was an interesting, you know, play on words, basically. And the, the, uh, the well, I suppose the block, too, um, is kind of interesting. That's B-L-O-C, not B-L-O-C-K, um, which, again, there's, j- just right there, there's a... Uh, a different connotation than if it was BLOCK.
2: See, so. but that's another thing that I wondered about because we before we started recording like we were talking about how this is filmed in Canada and when you hear the news reports they're talking about events at Great Slave Lake and they're talking so if it's based in Canada like the block that's that's the French right. spelling for for block, right? So maybe that maybe that could be like a Canadian thing that it's just some sort of uh, the resistance originated in Quebec or something.
1: Yeah. And, and at least from a, you know, a U.S. perspective block with a, you know, without the K is like a voting block or a um, block of countries as opposed to a block being, you know, like one housing unit. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, just the, the, the connotations of that um, are just it, kind of interesting but yeah, it's definitely Canadian. Matter of fact, um, they, they play into the media um, mess as well. They have, you know, essentially two channels. One of which is funded by Taurus, which you know, it looks, for all intents and purposes, like um, news media today. Um, and then the alternative is the Black um, Channel, which is essentially. I got the impression an Indigenous person. Um, I think they referred to him as, was it either pope, the poet, didn't the Pope. That's it. I was going to say oh. God. Um, but yeah, the Pope. And she was, um, you know, talking about how the earth was – I can't even remember She's she was talking about. It was very much – both sides were very much propaganda um, and and obviously competing propaganda.
0: Well, and then, you know, we were talking about words here. So while we were talking, I decided to gorgle uh, – gorgle – google <laughs> – <laughs> Taurus, yeah, it's it's early Sunday morning, people bear with me. Um, and now I'm kind of slapping my forehead, because once you Google that, uh, it's, I'll read it here. It says, In geometry, a torus is a surface of uh, revolution generated by revolving a circle in three-dimensional space about an axis coplanar with a circle. In other words, think an inner tube, which is basically what we got here. You got a little self-contained oh, world really? that loops back on itself. Yes.
1: See, now, you had to have been a real math nerd to get that. So yeah. kudos to all the listeners who picked up on that because <laughs> I didn't.
0: Nope. Well, Google is my friend. Google yes, makes me smart. It does. Um, yeah. That's uh, so, awesome, So yeah, yeah, so like I said, they were – there's uh, – there, okay, this gives them a little extra cred. They threw something in that was, you know, really, really nerdy in that. Well, so. did
1: you catch the other bit of really, really nerdy stuff? Um, they kept talking about the time loop lasting three hours, 14 oh. minutes, 15 seconds, which is pi. That's pi, right.
2: right? Yeah, which
1: right. is, you know, the, a circle, and we have time circling back on itself. So, yeah – little Easter yeah. egg there for the nerds. Which, well, yeah, there's I didn't, an argument I, that is not correct because we're dealing with time. But, you know, whatever. Give the nerds their, right. their Easter egg.
0: Well, I didn't get it till I went back and read the uh, trivia, but then, yeah. Uh, then that, that did make sense. But, uh, yeah, and I say with this thing here. So, yeah, they're throwing a few things in there that uh, we'll give them a little extra credit for that.
1: And for those who haven't seen the movie, the arc is essentially um, as it's presented in the movie is some sort of a uh, perpetual motion mis- machine that produces unlimited energy in a world that has no electricity anymore. Um, so obviously, it's a very powerful thing that apparently the the protagonist of the story has stolen from the Torque Corporation. Um, and so, you know, part of this looping thing is they are hell bent on recovering it. Um, so, but it's interesting that the actual arc machine looks to me like a theremin. <laughs> Except it's not yeah. glass. It's it's uh, it's metal. It looks like a big, you know, metal cylinder just spinning there with a bunch of fuel cells on it. So,
2: oh, I've never you, seen a theremin that looked like that. The theremins oh. that I've seen are just like a central pole with like a wire, like a, a hula hoop almost.
1: Well, maybe I'm thinking of yeah. something else.
0: Well, it sort of reminded me of my uh, Edison Amberola record player behind me, you know, round and spinning, but. Um, yeah, it did kind of remind me of something I just can't quite put my finger at. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, you know, like I say it wasn't a theremin, but there's just... A, it did remind me of, you know, something, a big spinning metal cylinder. Uh, but to be a little spoilery here, uh, yeah, technically they discovered uh, it's perpetual energy because what it does is when the batteries run down, it just starts over again and the batteries are charged up. So theoretically, it's perpetual energy, it just uh, it comes at the... Cost of living the same time loop over and over again.
2: Did they did they elaborate on where it's getting the power from? Like, is it drawing it uh, from these from the, feels the time sense. loop, or?
0: well, from the energy cells? But then, basically, well, I think what okay, they were a little unclear on this, and okay, so basically, the loop started when the guy touched it and shorted it out. But right. to me, it looked like because uh, somewhere towards the end they said that the. Uh, the energy cells are dying, but then when it uh reloops again, they'll charge themselves up. So in my mind, anyway, that's where they were getting their perpetual energy from was that it just kept uh, looping looping. Maybe, the th- um, again, they didn't go on to elaborate They leave us to figure that out. Maybe what it was doing was the machine was in its own little loop, and then when the guy touched it, somehow that caused the loop to expand around the house there. Uh, but, uh, like I say, it never really t- uh, explained how they were getting their perpetual motion, perpetual energy. Um,
1: well, it it did say that it was basically going until the fuel cells drained down, and right. then they would reset, and then there would be fuel again. So it appeared to be perpetual energy when it was actually a time loop.
0: Right. And and maybe, like I say, didn't, uh, I'm just theorizing here. Maybe it was just a time loop. Uh, around the machine, but then when the guy touched it, okay. uh, shorted it out and caused it to expand. Because okay. later on, you see the circle around right, the house. Yeah,
1: let's talk about that, yeah. because that's definitely a thing. Um, spoiler! <laughs> um, at the very end, they actually escaped the house. And, and yeah, let's think this through, because I haven't... I literally just watched the movie, so I haven't had time to, to digest a lot of it. But um, the this time loop is going on inside the house all of the movie to this point has been inside of the house like 10 minutes before the movie's is done um, they escape the house and go outside And where they come across this black um, circle it looks like you know um, it looks like landscaping is what it looks like um, but he, he gets to it and he says it looks like it's been petrified which you know right there the, the connotation is old you know ancient old stuff um, and then outside of this circle is the rest of the world, which you can see is pretty much um, Armageddon, dystopia. Everything's yeah. in rubble, ruins. There's a few helicopters or planes or something going on over there. But basically, the, the Earth's or country or whatever has been destroyed. Civilization's been destroyed. Um, And so, and then, uh, spoiler, spoiler, oh God, please go watch this movie before you listen to the rest of this, because it's really intriguing, and I'm I'm about to ruin it for you, Um, but um, when they find out that their loops have been going on, you know, essentially infinitely, or at least a lot, um, that time is looping in this house, so this house essentially is not getting older, but everything around it did, is that what they're implying so that the reason like at the very end, um, Renton changes his mind. He did not want to give his arc to the block. And at the end he's like, no, we have to give the, give it to the black because otherwise, you know, Taurus wins. Um, and after looking at what that means, he's like, uh, no, we need to fight that. So, I mean, is that how you guys read that scene too? That time outside of the circle had progressed, you know, not infinitely, yeah, but seriously compared to what I was, was trying, in the
0: house? I was trying to absorb, you know, I was looking at the scene. and I'm trying to, you know, look at what's inside the circle and what's outside the circle and, you know, make some comparisons. Yeah, I thought, because yeah, outside was devastation. Inside the house, it looked like an abandoned house, but it wasn't crap. Right. Um, yeah. And the house was standing and it had fresh yeah. food, you know, yes. so... Um and the other thing and i didn't make it i didn't quite catch it in the movie is when i went back and read the uh summaries of this stuff that basically every ninth uh reiteration of this okay, the I whole problem thing there. reset you do yeah because
1: nine i don't know how they're calculating that but it's uh, it's like a uh um a zero error where computers actually start counting at zero through nine single digits are 0 through 9 Most people will say, you know, you begin with 1 through 9, so it goes 9 times. So it would actually go 10. If it's computer-based, it would actually loop 10 times, and it would be 0 through 9. So never mind. Maybe it's a different system, but um, I was like, really, 9? It's the off-by-one error.
0: Okay. Well, and then they they figured that they've been doing this thousands of times. Um, They couldn't really tell for sure. So, you know, know, thousands of times uh, – times 3 point, you know, three hours, 14 minutes, and 15 seconds. Um, you know, They uh, must have been at this quite a while. At this point, is there really anything outside the world to save? Um, do you really want to shut this thing off and go out into that world, or would you rather, even though you end up just blowing people up or shooting people, so, <laughs> which is better?
1: And that's a question, too. If you stop the time loop, where do you wind where does the outside world stop i so, mean if, so yeah
2: i'm like i saw this a while ago so uh, so are we left with the impression that time has continued on outside of the loop that's so was that, the
1: impression i was left yeah. with okay
2: i don't remember having that impression well cuz at the end they call the uh, they call the Taurus agents in. Okay. And they they don't say anything about there being a delay.
1: That was actually listed in the possible goofs yeah. in the movie, um, where uh, where the people outside the yeah the Z Force or whatever they called them I can't remember. Um, if that was the case, that the Z Force would have gotten you know hundreds slash thousands of calls to come in. And, in that three-hour
0: time frame. In the, yeah.
1: You know, suddenly they, at, at three hours and five minutes, they would have received like a thousand calls all at once to, to charge the house. Um, and maybe they did because we don't know we weren't with them. But, yes, unless they were like in the bubble, they would have gotten – they would have been dead. I mean, they would have died of old age before they got that message, right? I mean, Or if they weren't in the bubble. Well, and and also maybe it, like
2: – if you walked outside of the 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 circle and the 3 hours 1 4 hours passed would you have just been dragged back in and to start over or would you have escaped the bubble at that point
1: well the the implication was that you would have escaped the bubble and there was there was no there was not a lot of incentive to escape the bubble because the earth had civilization had been destroyed
0: well, you, you brought up goofs, and I'm kind of impressed here that for a time travel movie, they only listed two goofs in uh, IMDb. And the other one was that, you know, at some point, uh, the uh, Cuz, who's the one that touched the uh, thing in the first place to supposedly start all this, at some point he's saved, but the time loop still continues. Yeah, I think that's uh, the,
1: the big plot hole that Joe was referring to. Um, I'm yeah. not sure. Uh, Joe didn't specify. He just said, "Let's see if you catch it." And it's like, yeah, if if that's what started the whole time loop thing, then when they go back into one of the loops and and prevent him from being killed on the time on the arc machine, then the time loops never begin. So yeah. Oh, just by the way too, because it's it, we haven't been clear on this. The There's a a guy and a gal who are, you know, the the heroes of the story. There's, what, four people that are, like, the bad guys of the story, um, and they are part of the block rebellion, I guess, except one of them's a mercenary and part of the Taurus system. Um, So, but anyway, but they're all referred to by family names. There's father, well, actually, there's mother, sonny, cuz, brother, you know, so none of them actually have names.
0: Um, well, did <clears throat> yeah, the uh, one they call was it brother? Wasn't he a, a lover of? Uh, oh, this sounds. Stupid. Did they call him a lover, of mother?
1: Yeah, I know. No, did he, they,
0: was, he was father. Oh, father, father. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Did they call him mother? Rim, though. Yeah, th- uh, he ended up Grim. with the name. I think.
1: Yeah, that might have been the only name aside from Renton and Hannah. Uh,
0: yeah, and then you kind of have a love triangle going on here because Renton and. Mother Hannah, I think it was. They were lovers, and then Hannah and this other guy, uh, uh, father, they they are lovers now, I guess, or something like that.
1: It's way more complicated than that. Renton and Hannah used to be lovers, and then they got um, like in a situation where. Renton escaped and Hannah did not and so she's been tortured for months and months and then she finally decided to work with the block and during her torture, it's this what did you say his name was? Father, finally? Um, was the one that you know helped her through that torture and basically got her out of there. So yeah, they became lovers and she was pissed at Renton because he abandoned her and he's like, no, I tried looking for you every day. You know, all this stuff. So yeah, it's a big, big drama going on. But that's, that's one of the things that makes this interesting. You don't know all of that until you go through the loops like what four times,
0: um, at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and so it's it's um, you. I mean, that's one of the things that happens as you watch the film from the beginning to the end. You don't know who to trust. You don't know to, if you should believe what they're saying or not, and you're not never sure who's
0: on whose side. Well, and then Renton has to come has to struggle with the. Uh, I couldn't really tell, was he, he was sort of neutral in this. I mean, he wasn't exactly pro-block, but he wasn't pro-Taurus either. He was a guy who had mixed feelings, I guess. Yeah, he was trying to do the
1: Switzerland thing where he was like, I I stole this from Taurus, so I obviously don't love them, um, but I'm not giving it to the block either. I just want to do my thing in my garage and, you know, you guys. I
2: think he was kind of pro-humanity, like, yeah, like, these two groups have their own agendas. They're not especially; they're really more about their own agendas than they are for really helping people, either way. And he's just kind of like, you know, if I can fix the, the the screwed up world, I'm more, you know, I'm more interested in doing that than aligning myself with one of these two groups.
1: Right. And I and to some extent, he was too busy trying to work on his machine to be bothered with either side to, to some extent. He was really focused on his machine and, and understanding it and getting it to work and perfecting it and expanding it and whatever. So, um, And that's, you know, understandable I suppose. It's, it's hard, it would be hard to give up a, a project like that when you don't consider it finished. Um, because once you give it up, other people will be working on it. And if if you don't think it's done and you, you don't trust the people taking it over, you want to see your baby to completion.
0: Well, especially when it has the... Uh you know it's kind of the balance of power thing here cuz if either side got this it would throw their conflict whatever it may be in a different direction and i guess he just didn't cuz he didn't like i said he really didn't have favor either side cuz they were both um i don't know two different sides i won't say two sides of evil but two sides of not the best in the world um yeah. and he really didn't want to throw one in either direction
1: he didn't you know we we and we don't have a lot of information we, it's, it feels like we have more information about Taurus than we do about the block, But the only thing we know about the block is that they're fighting Taurus. What we know about Taurus is that it, they employ torture, that they are a big corporation, that they have um, uh, security forces, shall we call them that? Um, so, you know, we, we get the idea that Taurus is this big, Organization, evil organization. The block has a much fuzzier feel. Um, yeah, it, it's more like you know, yeah, they're fighting against Taurus, but we, you know, and and maybe we don't agree with their methods or you know, I mean, literally, at least at the beginning, the idea was that nobody was going to get killed. That didn't yeah. last long, but that was the idea. <laughs> no, it didn't last
0: long at all. <laughs> No, yeah, they were uh, they were dropping like flies repeatedly. Um, but yeah, Taurus or uh, the block, you get the, they're like the underdogs. Or you know, they feel like they're about ready to be crushed, and this is their last ditch ditch effort to uh, keep the the resistance going, or you know, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, he you don't get a lot about it, but you know they. They set it up so that you realize there's two sides out there and they're not necessary no one's like the same the other side is good they're both right. kind of uh, well Taurus certainly isn't fuzzy in what they appear to be but the block is uh, it has that fuzzy quality to it
1: yeah and it's 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 an int- and it's the David and Goliath thing too Taurus is definitely you know Goliath oh, yeah. and and the block is definitely David and the arc appears to be the you know the stone for the slingshot.
0: Yeah, who gets the stone? That's an interesting uh, yeah. way to put it. But um, yeah, you know, and each time this loop starts, the guy wakes up and you know looks over at his alarm clock. Over, there. I thought that was kind of a, a cool alarm clock. It just kind of I am just a projection.
1: Actually, yeah. looking for an alarm clock, and that alarm clock is what I'm looking for. I'm I'm seriously, I've been scouring the webs for some sort of projection alarm clock, and I haven't found one I like yet.
2: I've seen ones like that, and what they do is they have like an arm that swings back and forth really quickly, and it illuminates certain segments of the arm as it passes through the air, so it looks like numbers floating in the air.
1: Yeah, I got to track one of those down because that was cool.
0: Now we get a peek inside of uh, Julie's uh, morning routine.
1: Yeah, so. I know. Basically, I'm too lazy to to roll over and lift up my iPhone. I just want to peel an eyeball <laughs> open
0: and have it stare me in the face. Well, except the fact I need my glasses to read it. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, there was you know, a, fu- a few displays like
1: that that were kind of cool. And some were throwbacks. I mean, the the whole amber screen
0: on the computers, oh, yeah. it's
1: like, wow, I haven't seen that in, what, 30 years,
0: you know, so... Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a throwback. But Yeah. Um, you know, as far as other tech in this movie, beyond the you know the coveted arc here, um, maybe there was a joke there that I missed, um, you know, Ark of the Covenant. But anyway, um, we had, uh, you know, in the show notes here, we have air mask versus gas mask, because at one point, they were going to try and cyanide these dudes, and the, she asked... Um, what about them? They have masks. And he goes. They have air masks, not gas masks. So I'm I'm going to guess that uh, an air mask just filters out particulates, and a gas mask has some sort of a filter that a uh, carbon filter or something that would purify the air or uh, take out any any poisons. When when
2: you get breathing masks for like Wemyss stuff, there'll be the uh, cartridges that you use, depending on the system. But the cartridges you use will be specifically, uh, useful for some things like, like at the nuclear plant that I work at, we'll have special cartridges for tritium that will, uh, absorb, uh, prevent you you inhaling tritium specifically. I've also used cartridges for, um, they were doing this, uh, sealant thing and it was for, let's see, it was organics or something like that. And when I first went into this thing, it was like, oh yeah, well uh, there isn't even anything here. And as soon as I cracked the mask a little bit, it was just, you know, uh, it smelled like, uh, you know how like turpentine or paint stripper has that really like almost, uh, 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 what do you call it? The stuff that, I'm so tired, (laughs) I worked last night The stuff when you, you know, when you snap the stuff under your nose, like football players do it. Yeah. Whatever that stuff's called. It was like that. Like it just, oh, it was like getting hit in the face. But as soon as the mask was on, these big organic molecules are just, you know, completely blocked out by this filter. Right. So whatever, uh, so what I'm saying is like these mask filters can be for a whole lot of different things. So like, uh, if you were depending on whatever the hazard is, like, uh, I'm sure if you're a welder, you're going to want to have, uh, uh, like probably, probably even a dust one would be fine for them because those are great big metallic, molecules that are you know particles that are floating around in the air whereas if you're doing something like uh say you're uh a woodworker and you're working with uh fine particular uh fine particles of uh, sawdust if you're doing sanding or something like that you probably want to have a mo- uh, a different filter for that or asbestos and then it, yeah or asbestos is another big big uh, big thing but then, if you're dealing with a gas, you're gonna have have to uh, use something different again, right?
1: Yeah. So basically, they are specific to the um, danger, and you yeah. would, wouldn't have you know one or the other. Um, so yeah, that's that. And it then was, also,
2: like if it's really dangerous, you can have like air supplied uh, masks as well, right? So you would have a you know some sort of a tank or whatever, like uh, like firefighters have. Or
0: right. Whatever. Or like scuba, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, this kind of leads me to believe, you know, speculation on my part, that the problem outside isn't necessarily chemical pollution. Well, it may be, but, you know, the masks they had were just like uh, filter masks, the kind that you would buy at the hardware store when they go outside. Because they're swapping it back and forth.
1: Right, and and, um, the Pope... Well, I mentioned that it appeared she was aboriginal, um, and she was also talking about things like birds being extinct. Um, so it sounds like some environmental disaster has already happened even before the loop begins. I mean, that I think that's obvious, that right. civilization and, uh, was already broken down. I mean, they talked about that, nobody has apples, so yeah.
2: They never really show, like you just kind of see like a uh – like a hologram of her and I didn't realize who it was she's uh she's a uh, aboriginal uh actress in Canada and uh if you're any Canadians that are listening you will have definitely seen her she's something that you like she's somebody that you you see on cBC shows like I'm sure she was in the Beachcombers a bunch of times and all these you know like cbc productions she's somebody that's in the Canadian acting circuit that uh, once I saw her her name's Tantu Cardinal. And uh, once you see who it is, you immediately recognize her.
1: Right. Yeah. And that was. I, I'm. am I. It never is unintentional. I mean, that was a choice that a casting director made. Um. So. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. The the idea that. I mean, it's it sounds like it before the time loop begins, things are bad. Um, after the time loop, like outside the time loop bubble, when they finally go across that line essentially all hope is lost There's, um, I think they even make the statement about there's nothing to escape to we have no future here um, so I, I'm just kind of like all time paradoxes <laughs> it kind of hurts it's like okay so you either live in this loop for eternity or you break out and every time you break out it just gets longer and longer outside so I'm huh? Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) I don't know how that
0: works. Well, unless, you know, it it comes to the point, you know, they leave that up to you to think about, excuse me, what if it comes to the point where they've been in there so long that the rest of humanity has died out, the earth has healed itself, then maybe they could leave, because you at least have one female there, and hopefully all the guys haven't, well, they're killing themselves over and over again. Well, you only need
1: one male and one female to, you know, start again yeah, yeah. so
0: yeah yeah so any one of them but you know she would probably prefer it wasn't sunny or cuz right um especially cuz cuz again another spoiler we find out that uh, yeah he's the one that's been torturing her right. uh while she was in prison so that adds a little layer there too yeah so she certainly wouldn't want those two to two to survive but you know maybe it comes to the point where you know uh they, they're trying to leave messages to themselves, and you know, hopefully, at some point. But you know, if you can go on thousands of times, obviously, they must have tried this before. So I don't know. Maybe they'll be in this loop forever. But you know, you would hope at some point that maybe they would look out and go, "Hey, you know, the world doesn't suck. Maybe we should, should try to end this, and then you know, s- start a new new world out there."
1: Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. At the beginning, you get the impression that they can't, can't escape. By the end, um, I mean, they, they were determined to not give Taurus the Ark. They were going to give it to the block. But given everything they learned, I don't know if that would, I mean, does the block even exist anymore outside the little house?
0: Well, you know, now I almost kinda wanna go back and rewatch or at least rewatch that segment there where they come out of the house and just take a little more time to look around because what I saw, you know, I'm trying to look at in the circle and outside the circle, and it's only there for, you know, not even a minute. And so I'm trying to process what I'm seeing there. And you know, in so I'm comparing inside to outside and the outside you see like there's just the wreckage of buildings, um, it you know, looks like they've been, you know, bombed out, and, uh, and I couldn't tell were they long bombed out or was this a somewhat recent thing. You know, you couldn't quite get a a, a a sense of time looking at the carnage out there. All you saw was just carnage. See, I
2: just totally assumed that that was the way it was when, yeah, at, at the start of the movie, because he didn't seem surprised at the at the environment.
0: You mean it wasn't like one of those moments when Charlton Heston saw the Statue of Liberty uh, you know, yeah, buried yeah, in the yeah. sand no.
1: um,
0: yeah, so like, you know maybe it was, yeah,, uh. okay, we
1: have to go back and we watch that. I got the impression <laughs> that, yeah, that that was far into what they would have considered the future, okay. and that all was lost,
2: um. Gee- I know this isn't everybody's bag, but this is this is one of the, the things that I, I really like about movies like this is that they kind of let you decide. Yeah. Mm. They don't just hit you over the head and, you know, line up everything, that you are just kind of left to guess at certain things. Right. I, I like that a lot.
1: And that's why we have these discussions. It's like, this is how I understood it. How did you <laughs> understand it? You know?
2: Yeah. Because you right. bring and your own a-
1: baggage. I mean, the fact that you're Canadian sure. and we're not – Already, you have completely different view of some of these actors and scenes and scenarios than we would,
0: you know. Well, they're lighting a the techno babble too, because I think if Very. they would have tried to explain this any more, I think it would have spoiled the movie. They just said, "Here's a few things. Here's you know, the, the rules are simple. There's this thing they want it. The other side wants it. We're in a loop, you know." Like I said, there's I don't know, just off the top of my head, I'd say probably ten simple rules or something to their universe, or you know, it's a small number anyway, and. You know, you don't really you wonder about it, but in the context of the movie, it really doesn't spoil the movie that you don't have a lot of these details. Actually, maybe it enhances it because then uh, you're there to fill in your own blanks, and you can create your own story going forward. Yeah,
2: yeah, and like you were saying about just the way the world is in this, like the fact that they were talking about Great Slave Lake. Now they don't say. Um, What's going on there? But like that's in the Northwest Territories. And then when you see that, uh, okay, the world's like, you know, everything's like a desert. Well, holy crap. Like if the Northwest Territories is a desert, things are in bad, bad (laughs) shape.
1: Yeah. And they did talk about escaping to the Arctic line, the Arctic – outpost something it wasn't the arctic circle um but it was it was it led you to believe that yeah the northwest territories was where they were headed that's where they wanted to escape to so yeah i guess i i heard that but i didn't i mean i didn't quite take that as being canadian because it's it's a place
0: so yeah i don't know well- well, and another reason I, I should go back and watch is because it wasn't only it was about two thirds of the way through the movie I finally decided to turn on subtitling, and it's just not this movie. It's kind of movies in general where some of the dialogue will be kind of mumbled or and you know part of it is I'm getting older here. You know my hearing isn't probably the, what it used to be, and I probably heard it along the way too. But so it was, it was kind of hard for me to follow some of the dialogue. So finally I turned the subcaptioning on so I can uh, read it, and I should just go back and maybe re-listen to it all again, because I think there may have been a few things I missed, and I certainly didn't uh, uh, wasn't listening or wasn't paying attention to the speakers in the background, the Pope and the uh, the other guy there, the uh, um, they were they were both propagandists, but right. I didn't quite hear what they were saying. So I didn't catch you know a lot of that stuff what what they were talking about. And I guess I was kind of concentrating on the action and ignored them back there. So I should almost just go back to see what they were saying. I know they did say that you know the one guy said it's all propaganda. And reading through the trivia, I think one of them was uh, quoting from uh, Nietz- Nietzsche or yeah. the uh, German philosopher or whatever. Uh, that much I did catch, but you know some of the subtleties, um, and there, there's a few subtleties in here that you should go back and pay attention to, and that's one of them.
1: And this movie, I think, even though you'll never have the same experience as you do watching it the first time through and after we've spoiled it all for you, um, yeah, but I, I think it would stand up to multiple viewings. Um, I think there's enough there that, you know, unlike, what was the other one we watched? Uh, Well, we've done several. I know. Uh, The one, um, uh, Predestination, uh, where it was the guy that was a girl that was a son that was a mother that was the father, blah, blah, blah. Oh,
0: oh.
1: I
2: still think that holds up.
1: I think it does, too. But in that one, when I go back and rewatch it, I want to take notes. You know? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You want to. Yeah. Whereas with this once you, one, once you know the story, you really want to watch it close to right. see, you know, doing what.
1: This one yes. I want to watch again, but I'm not feeling that drive to just like have my the, my thumb on the pause button while I could write stuff down. I mean, this one I think you could just watch again, and like you say, pay closer attention to some of the little details and some of the you know um, uh, pre the the uh, what do you call it when they. Hint at something that's coming. Um, so yeah, I, I, that would it, I think it'd be fun to watch again.
2: Like foreshadowing, you mean? Yeah, there, there,
1: sure. Yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> well, and this one here, um, you know, part of the classic time loop uh, thing or traveling back in time thing is changing something. Nothing here ever really changes. You just discover more stuff about. Uh, people, So it's not like they're – you get the feeling that they really can't change anything, that they might be in this forever, maybe. Right. Um, and you're left to wonder that, you know, in the closing <laughs> scene because the very closing scene – okay, spoiler – this time uh, she, she wakes, wakes up. Uh, yeah.
1: What did you of think him, of that?
0: Well, okay, what does this change? Because every other scene we've bef- uh, seen before, he wakes up first and then uh, – you know, the whole series of things starts at some point he tries to stop it before it starts. And that's a complete fail. Um, but yeah, this time she wakes up. So what is she going to bring to this? That's different.
1: Right. And does she,
0: because she's involved
1: in the shenanigans that go down, does it even matter that she wakes up first? I mean, does it matter that she wake, I mean, does that basically prevent, him from kind of ever waking up.
0: Well, we've had a few uh, throughout the you know all these replays. At some point, uh, Sonny becomes aware of what's going on, yep. and at one point, he murders them all before this thing even gets started. Um, and you know it keeps going. And at some point, uh, Cuz doesn't stop the thing. That you know that was one of the plot holes was that he doesn't touch this thing, but it keeps going. So you know yeah just because she wakes up first is, is she going to do something different that's going to change all this i get the feeling maybe not yeah it's it's uh, that was an interesting twist at the end
1: um no no doubt about it um it, again i haven't had time to play around with that in my head but it, that that could really play out differently with her waking up first rather than him
0: yeah, and like I say, uh, at some point, I think maybe all of the characters realize at some point, because uh, the, there are like five well, of them in this in this loop outside the... Uh, the at some point, they all kind of come to the realization... Six, I guess. Uh, they come to the realization that there's something, you know, a certain amount of deja vu going on here. Right. And some of them actually have realized that they're in a the loop and try to change it, and they still can't.
1: But if she's in the loop... Or she right. wakes up first from the loop, um, and she's in on the plot to begin with. Does she just keep her mouth shut and let the plot play out, and then the arc falls into the block hands? Oi, oi, um,
0: ah, uh huh.
1: Anyway, yeah, there's something to think about for the rest of the day.
0: Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's the kind sign of a good movie. It's like here you figure it out and and not one of those lazy we're just tired of writing this thing you take over things it's just kind of like we set this uh we give you this information we set all this stuff up you speculate on what happens here and kind of you know it's a little more satisfying i think when you can kind of uh make the movie end the way you want rather than maybe having something forced down your your throat
1: yeah, and and I agree with you, Jeff. I like the ones where they don't where when you get done with it, you spend yes. the rest of the day thinking about it going, "Huh. What about that? And what if this happened? And how what what about that little detail over there? How did that impact things?" I mean, that's I love that stuff.
0: Well, and then one other thing here, you know, on our our tech list here, at the very end, we see this robot come rolling in. You know,
1: let's talk about that thing.
0: Well, yeah, and then that makes me wonder, at this point, you know, now, you know, they didn't specify, did that come in from the outside, or was this somehow stuck in the loop, too? But then that makes me wonder, is humanity dead, and is the only thing left uh, robots? Uh, You know, is it our robot overlords? Interesting, because
1: they kept calling out to this, I don't remember the exact term, I'm just going to refer to them as the Z-Force. Um, and so they kept saying, you know, we found our target, Z-Force come, you know, down and, att- or you know, attack or whatever. Um, and what actually shows up in only one of the loops um, is something reminiscent of, I don't know, General Grievous, um, where, you know, you th- I thought it was people's. I thought a SWAT team was going to be showing up. No, 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 no. Um, You get this robotic thing that's, yeah, fearsome, without a doubt. Um, So that does beg the question, is is that in the bubble? Is it affected by the bubble? Does it survive the bubble? Does it? uh anyway is it is it at the beginning? Was it people, and then it now it turns into robots, or you know I don't know.
0: Well, and then that kind of I just stumbled into another thing to consider too. Okay, so you know, the rest of the world is in decay, or you know and maybe at this point everyone's gone and it doesn't really matter. but so inside the circle, things haven't changed. You'd think if they've gone through thousands of iterations, which might mean you know years of some sort, you'd think at some some point somebody would go, if there's anyone left, hey, that circle over there hasn't really changed. It looks a lot better than this. It has nobody decided to go in and investigate. <laughs> Also, too, just doing a little bit of math in my head, real quick. A thousand iterations of three
1: hours is barely a year. I mean, you have okay. two thousand hours, work hours, in, in a year. year. You know, so that doesn't include you know nights and off time. That's only a third of the day. So three, a thousand iterations of three hours is not a, a ton of time. I mean, it's it's measured in months,
0: not generations. Well, they did say thousands, so uh, right. unspecified amount. But still, you know, we may be talking maybe if it was a few thousand a year, maybe two, um, depending upon how many you know iterations it's gone through. But okay, well, maybe how many they hours notice. in a
1: thousand years? Eight point seven six to the sixth power. No, uh, not to the sixth power. To the exponential. So, a lot like yeah, trillions right. and trillions they'd have had to go through trillions of these
0: loops okay for in a year, you mean no to, to uh, well, I just throw it a thousand years oh, a thousand years yeah. okay i I see what you're, in one yeah. year,
1: um it's eight thousand seven hundred and sixty hours,
0: okay, so if you so do that uh,
1: three loops at a, three hours at a time, you know so again roughly.
0: Uh, not quite 3,000
1: loops, yeah. Okay. For one year.
0: Yeah, and so they were... doesn't
1: change that much in a year. I mean, even if it goes to hell.
0: Yeah, because I, okay, uh, I was lazy. I hadn't done the math. Yeah, in a year, maybe they wouldn't notice. But, you know, it's... uh, but you know they did say there was petrified grass around the petrification. Usually, Takes you know, I guess thousands that's what of years. Yeah, yeah, that's what kind of set my mind in that direction. Me too, and that's uh, why
1: I just started playing with the math. I'm like, wait a minute, this is only this is looping three hours at a time, not three days, not three weeks, not three months, three hours. So a thousand, I mean, and I'm aware that two thousand hours is a work year. So okay, um, yeah, three thousand hours is not a lot of time.
0: On right. Grand so maybe think- things. Well but you still think somebody may have just out of curiosity at least, maybe not because anything has changed, but just, hey, what's over here? You know, so does somehow this time loop keep people from wandering in? Because you think even if somebody's seeking shelter, hey, this place looks like it hasn't been, you know, touched too badly. Um, right. Well, okay, and then, well and that brings us back to the devastation outside. Maybe it, the world was that bad out there yeah because and, there
1: were still like helicopters slash airplanes flying around it wasn't right. like everything was dead
0: right um yeah, and then you know that kind of leads me back to what I was saying about the uh the the robots is taurus um you know has it is it become like you know the the robot overlords, and they have a few people you know who are you know they've sold their soul to them just so they can survive and the block is this human resistance trying to overcome the machine you know now we're writing our own story here i know but you know it does make you wonder though um because out you don't see any people outside you don't see very much outside of that circle but you don't see any people out there in the the z force that comes in um was robots so then this makes me start to wonder and you know they certainly uh, robots would certainly want a perpetual motion or perpetual energy machine um because they would live on energy humans survive on food well a perpetual motion machine unless you're using it to grow food or perpetual energy is isn't going to help humans directly but it would certainly you know the robot overlords um, I made a second movie for him, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: I can't. A perpetual that, that's... motion
2: machine kind of has to inherently generate some sort of energy. Because right. just in whatever, well, it, perpetual motion. So if it's in motion, it's losing energy due to friction, heat, wear, whatever. So if it's losing energy due to something, it has to be generating its own energy to make up for that. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like I say, then this just makes me wonder, you know, uh, like I say, the, the robot overlords, for a better way of putting it, maybe that's why they so saw, saw are uh, intent on it. Um, you know, it makes me wonder what the block would do with it, you know, maybe power, electricity or something like that. But, um, yeah, and so, uh, you know, and I guess that's been kind of the uh, one of the holy grails for science and science fiction movies is uh, perpetual energy, you know, never – because. You know, the theory is if we have uh, unlimited supply of energy, I think that's sort of the Star Trek uh, idea here is that uh, when you have unlimited energy or unlimited resources, uh, then the human race can go on to the next level or whatever. Well, so there,
2: there's a difference between unlimited and effectively unlimited. Like you can right. say that uh, uh, like the sun is a limitless source of energy. We could never use it all, but it's, still has limits it will eventually burn itself out so like so you know the sun isn't a perpetual energy machine it's it has effect for all intents and purposes it's unlimited because our lifetimes are so short but it is not really unlimited right
1: right yeah we will it's
0: yeah totally
1: (laughs) it's a little mind-blowing but absolutely correct
0: well yeah it's a perception problem really yeah 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 that's it yeah because, uh, yeah, and when I talk, you know, perpetual energy, you know, not running out in your lifetime would be perpetual. So um, um, or if you can keep it going over generations, too. But yeah. So but, you know, and like I say that's um, I guess it's one of the tropes. But in this uh, movie, it really wasn't I don't think it was handled too badly because sometimes tropes can just be. See, I stupid. think they handled like, like
2: even though it's it's an important part of the plot, I think they handle it in the same way we've talked about it on other shows about the. That term, uh, the MacGuffin. You know, like it's it's just this really is something that's just there to move the plot along. And we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to discuss the hows and whys. Like it's like in uh, Pulp Fiction, it's the the suitcase. What's in the suitcase? Well, ultimately, it doesn't matter what it what's in the suitcase. The suitcase is just moving the the plot along, right? Right. And uh, this is. They they give us a little bit more than that that suitcase idea in that okay this is tied into how the the this loop is working, but they don't there's no explanation as to how or why or they just uh, you know they they could have uh, what's another kind of pung like a cold fusion they could have said it's a cold fusion device and it would have had exact same fa- effect on us as saying it's a perpetual motion device
1: true true yep yeah yeah it's so well,
0: um, and at it's... least they stayed away from something like obtanium or was it H3 yeah. is the other one right. out there although yeah. like uh, oh, you know, like,
2: you know helium 3 is is one of those things that they do talk about as an energy resource or, or like it's something that's actually exists but it's you know it's like so far down the road it's
0: it's like more like a thought experiment, right? Right. Yeah. Well, same way with you know perpetual motion or perpetual energy, but um Um So I, I think we've kind of uh done the tech. I can't think of anything more. Like I say, pretty simple movie, pretty simple premise, not a lot of stuff. And there was some, you know, tech in there. Now the, the question is that you know, we always ask, was there anything in this movie that you wanted? Well, I think I know Julie's answer. The alarm clock. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> uh, Jeff, was there any tech stuff in here that tickled your fancy, or?
2: Well, if I had the opportunity to trap myself, not you know eternally, but in a time loop like that, I think that'd be like the coolest thing ever. Because you could use that opportunity, to like I'm going to teach myself anything, <laughs> you know. I'm going to take the uh, first thousand loops to learn Kung Fu. Right, (laughs) yeah. to take the next thousand loops to learn Spanish.
0: It's kind of
1: like uh, the Matrix, but through a different method.
0: I'm going to assume you're going to qualify this a little bit with uh, there's no crazies in there trying to kill you? No, 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 I'm not uh, keen on that part of it. Uh, And
2: and I would like to be let out of the loop eventually when I, uh, you know, got... And not have the
1: the rest of the world, you know, have passed you by.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. The uh, perpetual motion or perpetual energy is kind of intriguing because there's days when my battery's draining. And I just like to hook something up so I can keep going. Just you know, some sort of, sort of uh, unlimited, uh, limitless energy. Or when I get the electric bill for running all the computers in my house, um, <laughs> you know, some sort of energy machine would be kind of cool. But um, well. Uh, that wraps it up for this episode of sci-fi tech talk. You can check us out at sci-fi tech and pop in on the forums there and take part in the, uh, in the conversation or follow us on Twitter at sci-fi tech talk. If you have any ideas or comments, please send them to greetings at sci-fi tech and reviews on iTunes are always welcome. So Jeff, where can people find you?
2: People can follow me on Twitter, at Broncosire, that's S-Y-E-R, where I've recently been ranting and raving about how much I hate our telecom companies in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome
0: to uh, one of the complaints in America.
1: I was going to say, wait a minute, that might be the perpetual motion
0: machine. (laughs) Yeah, if we could harness that energy. Um, Anyway, Julie, where can people find you?
1: I, too, can be found on Twitter, at Julie Keel, J-U-L-I-E-K-U-E-H-L. And links to the other blogs, podcasts, and whatever else I've got going on can be found at about.me slash Julie
0: Keel. And I can be found on Twitter at DSC Chipman. And I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. And if you want to hear some more uh, geeky stuff, you can listen to me over at ever at geekiestshowever.com. Next episode, we'll be covering uh, one of the sci-fi classics, the uh, 1902 movie, uh, A Trip to the Moon. A group of astronomers, astronomers, Go on an expedition to the moon. Really simple. Uh, That's it for this show, and we'll see you in the future.